We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate, review, subscribe, go ahead and do so and let us know that you enjoy the show. Benny. It's time to start off another show for us here with a interestingly smaller Friday slate here coming up. What do you what are your thoughts on this overall? Yeah, um basically I have some some mixed feelings here. I mean, I'm still reeling from last night to be honest. I had one of my worst DFS nights in a long time last night. Mm-hmm. Um hit the injury bug, hit the well, let's start off with Russell Westbrook getting ejected in the second quarter, which basically killed any of the rosters I paid up for Westbrook on. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Tyreek Evans getting hurt in the first quarter, which paid, which killed all the rosters that I paid up for Tyreek Evans on. Mm-hmm. And then on the rosters I didn't pay up for Westbrook and I didn't have uh, Tyreek Evans on, I think I had the Marcus Cousins who had like four points in the entire first half in what should have been a pretty good matchup against you know, a New Orleans team that usually struggles against centers, so... I felt like I, um, you know, I actually had the value plays I actually hit on, so I was pretty happy. Normally when you hit on all your value plays, you know, I had guys like Dwight Powell who I switched in for um, Drew Gooden when all those guys from Washington started playing, had, a, you know, exposure to the to the Dallas bench with all those guys out, even though they didn't have a, you know, a great game. They still had a lot of guys who did okay for fantasy because they were cheap and saw big minutes. 
and I hit on the value plays, and I missed badly on the guys that I paid up for. So I didn't have any exposure to Steph, even though Draymond Green was out. Um, you know, I went with, with Westbrook in that price range, and that was, you know, obviously the wrong call. I mean, Westbrook was basically having a decent game yeah. when he got tossed. You know, he had like seven assists and eight rebounds already, like midway through the second quarter, although he didn't score a point, which is, you know, Russ Westbrook playing 16, 17 minutes and not scoring a point. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before, but, you know. It is what it is. On to the next day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, same situation for me, too. Overall, like, Brow getting activated into the Sacramento game. <laughs> screwed up some things with Ryan Anderson, who, you know, was didn't have, like, a really great direct, um, direct swap answer um, in those spots on DraftKings. Uh, I need to correct myself really quick here. The Thursday slate, actually, um, was the page that I was on. The Friday slate's fine. Now, 18 games, I mean, 18 uh, teams, 9 games in action. So we've got, we've got pl- plenty of choices for Friday. Thursday, uh, was a little bit lighter, and as we always say, we record 36 hours in advance uh, for this show here. So here it is, Thursday, recording for Friday's action, and uh, we do have a good amount of options to present for us. And yeah, I'm willing to take. You know what? To me, anybody who rolled Russell Westbrook uh, in there, that's not the wrong call. You know, and it's not your also not your fault if you slate swapped into Dallas guys and didn't produce you. Those are plays that you should that are like standard playbook plays that you make and when they don't work out and there's no way to ever predict anybody getting ejected or Tyreek Evans, for example, coming down with a knee injury. That stuff just happens in DFS and it's stuff that you have to roll with. You know, you take your lumps and you move on to the next one. Does not mean you set a bad lineup or you are supposed to do something else adjustment wise. I know that you know that, but you know, we yeah. sometimes we just need to remind ourselves. Yeah, well, it's all. I mean, it's also why bankroll management is important. It's right. why you don't go all in every day, no matter how much you love your lineup, because you know there are always things that are you're you know, always subject we'll, we'll, to injuries and yeah. stuff like that, and you know, you Marcus know. Cousins getting into foul trouble or having a dud game or you know getting himself tossed. All that stuff is always you know something that's in play. Um, what something else that is in play here is some interesting point guard options here on the Friday slate here, Benny. So let's talk about what you have. Uh, going for your top options uh, with uh, 18 teams in action for Friday. Yeah, the well, the first thing I want to throw out there for people just to kind of build on what we've been talking about already, uh, Westbrook getting tossed in the second quarter yesterday may lead to him being suspended for Friday. So just make sure you're following the Twitter feeds and seeing if he's in against Minnesota, I think it's a good spot for him. But again, if he is suspended, then obviously we're not rolling him out there. Um, my favorite play on the day, I think, is going to be Isaiah Thomas uh, going up against Phoenix. A little bit of a revenge game for him. He is a little bit pricey. He's a tad below 8000 over on DraftKings now. But he's put up 20, 28, 34, and 35 points. Not fantasy points, real-life, regular basketball game points in his last three games. So he's been putting up big numbers. He had uh, 250s, uh, 40 in his last game. Had a dud against Chicago when they lost there. Had uh, 48 fantasy points against Detroit. So, I mean, he's putting up 40 or more fantasy points in four of his last five. You know, showed us a, a ceiling in the 50-point range. Like I said, it is a little bit of a revenge game for him going back to Phoenix. You know, Phoenix plays at that fast pace, which helps out Boston as well. And, you know, um, Brandon Knight is actually also a little under the weather. They said he's sick. He may not play. Even if he does play, he may not play full minutes. Um, again, you know, we got two days before that game with us recording on a Thursday right now, so we don't know how exactly that's going to turn out. But even if Brandon Knight's in, I still think Isaiah Thomas is the, the top point guard that I'm going to be rolling on the day. 
yeah, uh, for me, I I like that that call there. Uh, overall as well, um, Damon Litter to, to me mm-hmm. is a guy that I um, got invested in, uh, made a case for, and he and he paid off the price tag. Did didn't blow me away, but you got the double double bonus. Uh, there on on um, DraftKings, there fifty two point two five fancy points. Price has been elevated, but he's still hitting it. That's this is four straight where he's paid off five point six times or more. So and then we, plus plus matchup once again against you know Shane Larkin or Donald Sloan, whoever you want to call it, there at the point guard position. So there's uh, going to be my level of investment uh, there as well. Um, and then we also uh, need to pay attention to what we think might potentially happen. Um, out here um, with uh, Goran Dragic in Miami. We have some choices here between somebody like um, Bena Udra, who I don't love and didn't really do a ton with the extra minutes he had. I think I actually prefer to get some exposure to, to uh, Tyler Johnson. And, I and the, the, you know, like the the, uh, the production level and the, the scoring wasn't really something that blew you away, but he's actually shooting guard eligible there as well. So those are a couple of, uh, like, you know, cheapy cheapy guys that i'm that i'm i'm gonna just you know quickly toss on my on my radar here any um anybody else that we need to uh sort of make a case for before we move forward well i love i love your lillard call too i mean him and isaiah thomas to me are the clear like top two guys to pay up for Uh the rest of it from there has a lot to do with like injury information um we have baron williams who may be out again if he's out again you got to look at a guy like jj barea although i feel like he'll, he'll probably be back in there um, you know, Patrick Beverly's out, so I guess you can look at a guy like Ty Lawson, although he didn't do much last night in a in a similar situation. Uh, if I'm looking really cheap, I mean, maybe like a Donald Sloan. I like Sloan more than I like Larkin, but I don't really love either one of them. It's not like he's a, ooh, he's $4,000. I have to have this guy in my lineup. Yeah. But if you needed a salary saver, I think I prefer uh, Sloan over Larkin, um, right at that $4,000 range. But, I mean, they're both playing like 24, 25 minutes. So you can't really expect huge upside. I know Sloan had like 32 points or something like that against Detroit a couple games ago. I think that's more of an outlier game than something that you can count on every day. I think he had a double-double, like 12 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, I'm sorry, like 12 points and 10 assists. Here we go, 15 points, 10 assists he had the other day. So I think that's more of an outlier game than something you can count on. But I do think he's safe for like 20, 25 points if he plays 25 minutes at the point guard spot. So... He could be a cheap salary saver for you. But again, I mean, you know, he's a guy that I'd put in there if I really needed to get a salary saver to fit somebody I loved. He's not somebody that I'm throwing in there as a cheap option that I'm building around on, you know, on Friday's rosters. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. The only person I'm really uh, have like somewhat of a concern about uh, or maybe could make the case for it is J.J. Bray. Everybody else is, is sketchy or playing out of position. Uh, uh, and we might as well talk about that position here. And uh, we quickly mentioned um, Tyler Johnson. I think we also need to take a look at um, whether or not – I'll just get your opinion here. Um, Archie Goodwin, uh, if he gets to start over Brandon Knight, uh, do you feel like we need to consider him, or do you feel better about some of the shooting guard options that are a little bit higher priced? Oh, God. You know, I was looking at him the other day. I mean, here's the thing that I – Here's the way I'm going to explain this because I want people to kind of understand. Mm-hmm. When we have these situations where, you know, a guy is hurt and somebody's coming in, mm-hmm. it doesn't automatically mean that that guy is going to take over the other guy's production. Right. You know, different guys have different skill sets and, and, you know, can do different things on the floor. I think sometimes in daily fantasy, we get so caught up in 
well, the power forward for Team A or the point guard for Team B is out, so I'm going to take the guy who's coming in and playing. Even sometimes when you hear that a guy is starting, like a good example is yesterday. The New York Knicks, um, Carmelo Anthony was out. Lance Thomas was the starter. And people are sending me messages on Twitter because I said I kind of like Derek Williams more. And they're like, oh, well, do you still like Derek Williams? Lance Thomas is starting. How can you play Derek Williams? Well, Derek Williams has been playing better and seeing more minutes. Just because Lance Thomas started doesn't mean Lance Thomas is going to play the 35 minutes that Carmelo Anthony used to play. You know, Lance Thomas, I think, saw like 15 minutes or something yesterday, and and Derek uh, Williams saw, you know, 25, 28, something like that. Williams put up like 30 fantasy points. So sometimes I think we we get caught up in like, well, Brandon Knight's out. We got to play Archie Goodwin for cheap right now. You still need guys that can give you upside. You know, if if the best you can hope for out of Archie Goodwin is 20 to 25 points, even at three or four thousand dollars, it's not great. You know what I'm saying? Because if you get, you only have, especially on DraftKings, you only have eight spots. Mm-hmm. So if you get 25 points out of one guy, you still need to come up with a way to score 270 something points from the other seven spots in order for you to, you know, have a chance to win a tournament. That means you're going to need 40 points out of everybody else, and that's asking a lot. So just because guys are cheap, yeah, it helps you fit in an extra stud here or there, but it doesn't mean that they're automatic kind of starts. You still want to look for guys that have upside. And to me, I just don't see 30, 35 point upside out of a guy like Goodwin. So even though he's cheap and he could get you six or seven X value, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really think that it's like a slam dunk kind of play. Okay. Well, I, 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 that's a great point to make. So what, what the way I'm just sort of piggybacking on that, what I would advise people is first of all, you are getting six, seven X out of Archie Goodwin. So that's, that's one piece of it there, but it is at 20 to 23 fancy points and it's min salary okay so you have to love the your your baller your boss guy like you know james harden against cleveland playing jr smith defense or whatever you decide that that you're going to make it to to you know keep your you know elevate your lineup with a top level option so you have to love that play if you don't if you just like it or you think it's an okay play then maybe you need to pivot off of archie given second thing is you probably can't do this in more than one spot it's go full min salary guy and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm getting six x, seven x, and then still, you know, I expect your lineup to be like a, you know, a top cash line, top cash lineup or a top GPP lineup because you're you're heavily relying on your studs to um to be absolute monsters, and you so you're yeah. limiting your 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 margin of error. When, like you said, when you do that, you can't you can't take a fifty point game out of a Harden or a fifty point game out of a uh the Marcus Cousins at ten K. Mm-hmm. You really need those guys to go off. Like you can use that if you're getting sixty five, seventy out of them. Mm-hmm. But if you're only getting fifty out of them and you only got twenty out of somebody else, you know, to me I think there are other ways that you can find, you know, spend that, you know, min price plus ten K where you could wind up with more points. So like I said, it's an option, but it's not a slam dunk. It's not something that you know, I think we kind of overuse the, oh, well, this guy's hurt. Let's, you know, put in the substitute. I think sometimes we, you know, we overuse it in daily fantasy. There are times when it makes sense, and there are times when it makes a lot more sense than, you know, some of the other times. And I feel like we try to fit the square peg in the round hole every single time somebody's somebody's injured or somebody's hurt. All right. Um, and for overall stealing and upside, <coughs> by the way, Tyler Johnson is a better scorer than RT Goodwin and has in the past – um, and even this season had, uh, you know, spots just were off the bench. He scored like 19, 19, 20 point games. He actually has three of those games uh, overall. And he'll, he will do a few other things like, you know, grab some rebounds, assists, 
uh, grab a steal here and there uh, as well. So to me, he's a little bit more of a polished player, and uh, you know, a, a guy that you that have is more likely to get 30 something fancy points, which could be a big difference when you only get like 20 fancy points out of Goodwin, but 32 out of Tyler Johnson uh, in the cheap territory. He's a little bit more expensive, but you know, it's still 3,800 as of you know January 13th pricing for Tyler Johnson. So those are how I'm breaking down uh, the cheap options. Now let's talk about how your um, you know some of the chalkier stuff that um, deserves to be higher priced and that we can make a case for on Saturday. Okay, we're talking shooting guards right now, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler has been in play for me, you know, over the last week or two. This is especially true if Derrick Rose remains out. And also, Pau Gasol, I just saw, is going to be out um, for the Thursday game. I don't know if that's going to be something that extends into Friday and Saturday, too. But they're going to need somebody to pick up the scoring. And, you know, whenever they need somebody to pick up production... It winds up being Jimmy Butler all the time. Now, the drawback to Butler is he's getting expensive. I think he's almost at the 9K range right now. He's like 8,800 over on uh, DraftKings. So he's getting into that elite player territory where anything less than a 50-point game is you know, probably going to hurt you. But with that being said, this is a guy who in his last eight games has a floor of 40. And every game has been between 40 and 58 fantasy points. So... He, he's safe enough that he's given you what you need there. And, um, you know, I think he's probably going to be one of my top options. The other thing I like about him a lot, you know, if you look at his recent game logs, he's back up to playing 38, 39 minutes. Like the, the ghost of Tom Thibodeau has, uh, you know, come back to Chicago. They basically don't take this guy out of the game right now. He gets like two minutes at the two or three minutes at the beginning of the th- uh, second quarter and like two or three minutes at the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth quarter. And other than that, he's on the floor all the time for them. So he's probably the one guy that I would completely pay up for. And then after that, I'd be comfortable coming down. There's a couple guys a little bit cheaper. Chris Middleton has been absolutely amazing lately. He's been putting up 35 to 45 fantasy points every game, doing so at a discount, about $2,000 cheaper than Butler, a little below 7K. So he's somebody that's in play. You know, same thing with him. You look at the game logs, 38, 39, 40 minutes. So that's what I like to see, because if you're wondering whether a guy's uptick in production is going to be something that you can count on, um, one of the things that I like to look at is, well, how has his minutes changed? So with a guy like Middleton, he used to play 33 to 35 minutes. Now he's playing 38 to 40 minutes. So those extra three or four minutes are going to translate into, you know, if you look at a guy averaging 30, 35 fantasy points, he's almost getting a point a minute for you. So an extra three or four minutes is going to translate into an extra three or four fantasy points. You know, which makes it a lot easier for him to not only reach value, but also give you that kind of upside that you need. So I like him, and the other guy that I like that I'd pay up for towards the top, uh, Dwayne Wade against Denver. Now, I think I play Dwayne Wade a lot more than the average person does, um, mostly because I feel like he's under-owned all the time in tournaments, and he does have that upside. He's still a guy with a high usage rate. He has the ball in his hand a ton, and he's still taking like 17 to 20 shots a game. So as long as he's going to be pushing his offense, you know, especially if you got Dragic out and he's going to be handling it a little more, you know, I think that he's another guy that you can look at in that, you know, just below 7K range that can give you 40 fantasy points. Yeah, I like that call there as well. Dwayne Wade to me has um, been, you know, had a bad reputation for for being untrustworthy because of the injuries over the past few years, but so far this season has been pretty consistent in terms of getting in the lineup and and getting his playing time, even when he has been nicked up. I think um, in the you know more expensive range, but not the not more expensive than Dwayne Wade necessarily, but you know 
in the upper tier in terms of price. CJ McCollum against Brooklyn, I think I'm definitely going to need to get some exposure to. People are, are are all about the Damian Lillard, including myself, and he's been you know red hot and and rolling. So uh, there's that piece to it. But you know the the um, Brooklyn Nets. Don't forget they're you know no more Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and their and their backcourt has been even weaker. Uh, now with like Donald Sloan and Shane Larkin having to um, man extra minutes there, so on the season bottom six in terms of DVP, but they've been uh, they, this easily could be end up being like a bottom two or bottom three team uh, in terms of um, fancy points allowed to the shooting guard position if they're going to consistently rely on um, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic to to hold down that position there. This their team is an absolute mess. I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to see anything change with them defensively. They're going to be a consistent target until they do something like hire Tom Thibodeau. And I don't even think he, if Thibodeau can actually fix this. He could just sort of slow down the pace and stop the bleeding a little bit more. So um, in the meantime, I'm going to be taking some shares of Brooklyn. They're they're in my um, target group like um, um, that we can always make a case for. Avery Bradley against Phoenix um, is, a, is another spot that we can take advantage of there as well. He, the price is... Um, very reasonable at 5K, and the production hasn't been there. Um, but, you know, Phoenix is always going to be a target, so at least you can make a, a case for him in GPPs. Um, and then the same thing, like, you know, what what you said here with Denver, and Gary Harris has been always near the bottom um, in terms of DVP. I think, yeah, he, Denver's still last, with Sacramento being second to last. Um, but Sacramento is not mm-hmm. slate because they play the Thursday game. So yeah. um, that's that's why I have that covered uh, there as well. So I think we've pro- provided some sufficient options. There's one one other guy I just want to throw out there for you, and it depends on Tyreek Evans' um, status, but Eric Gordon went nuts last night, scored like, I think he almost had 50 fantasy points. He was a little below, I think. Mm-hmm. They did play Sacramento, so I wouldn't expect him to repeat a 50-point performance, mm-hmm. but if Tyreek Evans is out, um, you know, we've seen him score high 20s or, you know, low 30s which at 5K, which is what they're asking for, and would give you like six or seven times value. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Eric Gordon would be the the only other guy that I'd consider as the salary saver, and it would kind of rely on you know, the status of Tyreek Evans, to be honest. I Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well in terms of wh- how, whether or not you can use him with Tyreek because, um, Ty- one, Tyreek's a ball dominator. Uh, so there's that the piece of that. And two, Nicholas Batum is a good defender. They've Charlotte's somehow in the bottom 10, looks like, or bottom 12 in terms of uh, DVP to the twos. Um, but that's not because of because of Nicholas Batum uh, necessarily, though. It's just because of how the rest of their overall defense uh, ends up shaking out. And sometimes Batum gets caught switching on the threes as well because he is versatile and it makes more sense for him to guard uh, you know, the, the wingman uh, who's the best uh, player on the opposing team uh, defensively. So there, uh, there's that piece of it. So I'm not excited about Eric Gordon defense, but I would feel a lot better about it given that he's hot, he's dropping trays, and Tyreek Evans, if, if Tyreek Evans is out of the lineup. All right, I uh, just want to let you pod listeners know out there that still have the rotorwire.com slash pod free 10-day trial going on. So uh, if you haven't ch- checked out our lineup, you're going to love the site. You can try it for free. Lineup optimizes for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. I actually have a lot of eSports content. I know you're a League of Legends guy uh, coming up there, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be a part of uh, some of the premium options that you can get. Uh, on the rotorwire.com subscription so you can get your 10 day free trial there and we just had the um baseball draft kit just launch it just hit the um we got Ooh. shipped over to the presses and the, one of the nice things about us 
um, uh, Benny, uh, as uh, Rotowire.com employees, mm -hmm. uh, they send us magazines for free. So that's awesome. That is nice. Yeah, yeah I'm actually looking forward to that one. I got to start. Uh, I got a bunch of baseball drafts. I'm a big baseball guy too, so I got a bunch of baseball drafts that are going to be coming up soon. And you know, with NFL still going on, even though it's winding down, I haven't even started looking at some of that stuff yet. So I got a lot of a lot of homework to do before then. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, on RotoWire, we're going to help you do all the homework for you. So if you sign up for that free 10-day trial, you can actually download the draft kit uh, yourself um, in magazine format onto your iPad or your phone or your computer uh, to, to enjoy. And on top of getting um, – when you sign up for the magazine or for the subscription, um, then you can also have the – um, the magazine shipped over to your house there as well, just like we are. So um, take advantage of all that stuff, up to the med depth charts, custom lot, customizable league predictions, and a lot of baseball content that has been brewing um, all season long. And uh, um, for those of you hardcore people who have been listening to the DFS podcast here with RotoWire since beginning, you would know that Benny and I um, were, the, were one of the first two baseball hosts. Uh, so we've been going mm -hmm. strong for all the major sports all season long. So we'll keep it rolling for you. And uh, you can take advantage of all the, all the great information that we have with your 10-day trial at rotowire.com slash pod. All right, small forward. Up next, let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, if Russell Westbrook is suspended for this game, I'm going to have a ton of Kevin Durant exposure. Um, he's been a guy that I've been playing a lot in cash games anyway. If, if you look at his game log, it's just a consistent 40-something to 60 points every time he rolls out on the floor. He hasn't really been giving you that huge upside. I don't think he's had a 6x game in about probably over a month, mm -hmm. um, dating all the way back to the beginning of December. So, yeah, a little over a month since we've seen him hit 6x. But there's only been two games in the last, I think, 20 that he hasn't gone, like, you know, 4 to, to 6x in that range. If you take Westbrook out of the equation, you know that they're going to have to give, you know, more looks and the ball's going to be in Durant's hands a little more. So I could see him having a huge upside game here, going 6, 7x pretty easy. Um, you know, 5x as a floor I think would be very safe. So if Westbrook's out, I think Durant's almost a must-play at that point. And then um, coming down from him, a guy that I've been using a lot lately, Danilo Gallinari, um, is basically the guy in Denver. He is their stud. He's their big player. Um, putting up 35 to 45 fantasy points every time he stepped out since uh, coming back from injury. And he's playing big minutes, too. We're seeing him play 35 to 40 minutes. So you can you can be pretty safe of the floor that he has playing that many minutes and, you know, putting up that many points. And he's done it against some some good defenses. You know, he's done it twice against Golden State. He's put up 39 fantasy points. You know, did it against Memphis in a, in a game. Uh, he put up 43, and Memphis is usually a team that's a little bit slower. So I don't really think the matchup even matters right now. I think his price is just a little bit too low. Um, again, the reason why I... Excuse me. The reason why I mention that is because they are playing Miami, which is usually a team that we try to steer clear of. But small forward is actually a spot where I think you can go after Miami. Uh, Luau Dang's getting up there a little bit in age. He's not, you know, the guy that he was, defensive stalwart that he was in Chicago a couple years ago. So I would have no problem rolling um, Gallinari if I come down from uh, Kevin Durant here as, you know, the top options I'm looking to pay up for. Yeah, Gallo is a new Will Barton. He's well, yeah. he was Will Barton before we started, actually, uh, and now he's sort of said, "Okay, Will Barton, I'm the I was the guy before you started going bo going ballerific on me, and I'm going to take mm -hmm. the job back." So that's basically what happened there. Um, for me, I'm with you 100 percent on KD if Russell Westbrook sits. So I will definitely have some exposure uh, in that same group. I'm going to get invested here, 
I think you can honestly make a strong case for um, the, the top three. So if you like LeBron, uh, this is going to be a good match. The pace should be crazy. This is at Houston, so you and uh, uh, you're going to expect that this is going to have a pretty good total in this game overall. Uh, Trevor Ariza has been in the bottom five in DVP all season long, and he's still fifth. Uh, so that's that's going to be a good spot for him. Um, and Paul George has the single best uh, defensive matchup on the board. Um, yeah. or, or second sec, second best, uh, I, I believe, as Philly in action tonight. Um, so technically it is the best because Philly isn't playing. So Otto yeah. Porter has been my auto target. Like I said, he is the sort of um, cheat code when it comes to playing people at the small forward position. You look at where, who, where, where's Otto Porter, who's playing against him, get that guy in your lineup is my, is yeah. my little, um, you know, A, B, A, B, select, start. Or yeah. up, down, up, down, left, right. Don't forget the up, down, left, right. That's um, it. Now, let me, let me throw two things out there for you and tell me, tell me how this affects your decision-making process. Okay. Um, for one, Otto, Otto Porter actually left the game last night a little bit early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he did something to his hip. I want to say he had a hip pointer, but I, I, I'm not, don't quote me on that. But I know he did leave the game early yesterday. He put his hand up on his hip? Yeah, something like, yeah, he dipped, he dipped or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say, uh, LeBron plays San Antonio tonight. So the Houston game is the is the tail end of the back-to-back on Friday. Okay. Now, I'm expecting, you know, as we talked about yesterday, like I'm expecting him to be on the floor for big minutes in this game. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a chance that he either sits or is limited, you know, in his time tomorrow. Because I think that the game he really wants and the matchup he really wants is, you know, to go up against Kawhi tonight. So I think there's a chance you could see like 40 minutes out of LeBron on Thursday and then maybe only like 30 minutes out of him on Friday. All right, so, well, does that worry you at all? Or it, it, uh, Back-to-backs do give me some pause, but particularly on the road. However, that is like the, one of the shortest um, road travel games that you can make. There, that's true. Yeah, that is true. San Antonio, Houston. So it really shouldn't be like a like. Oh, you know, it's not like the whole normal thing where you like you fly to a different time zone. You get there at two a.m. You know, and you're like you know you're you're in a rough slate for for sleep and rest and all that stuff. So, and then you know because Houston has been such a turnstile defensively, allowing opponents you know to score hundred plus. Uh, in every one of those spots, I, it makes me feel a little bit better about that. But it does give me some pause. So, um, and you know, it, how, however you 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 slice this out, well, I mean, I'm actually just going to just do the. Do, I might as well just do the work here and take a look at the you know the proprietary information that's available on RotoWire with the uh, with the depth charts there. So let's go ahead and take a look at what's going to happen with the Washington Wizards when Otto Porter is out. Um, this is how I always do this because this is the very best information. We're talking about this is ugly. So basically, you're more likely that it's going to be Garrett Temple rolling with Gary Neal is is my best guess there. Or um, if, I think actually Bradley Beal's back in there, so you might see some Garrett yeah. Temple there. Or because otherwise, it's Kelly Oubre, Jared Dudley, and Jarrell Eddy. They're gonna all those guys are gonna get eaten alive by Paul George. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have no concern as to whether or not Otto Porter plays or not. As bad as Otto Porter is. The, the options are either going to be undersized or overall worse. Um, so, um, yeah, for for as much of a turnstile as Otto Porter is, at least he has some sort of level of athleticism. I mean, we've talked about Jerry Dudley over and over, how he looks like a, you know, so like an NBA player in a dad's body out there playing YMCA ball. So um, I'm going to definitely have a lot of exposure, whether or not um, um, Otto Porter plays um, in that spot. And then also another guy that I'd, I've liked – 
all almost all season long, but the production has really fallen off as of late is Nicholas Batum. But that's, this matchup is going to be uh, for him against New Orleans, who has like Alonzo G or something like that at at small forward. You know, so I mean, good luck to them overall. That's worked out okay for them uh, overall, but I think that's still definitely an exposure spot uh, mm-hmm. that, you, that you can make a case for. Um, and then the last guy I'm going to mention here, I know I've been mentioning a ton of guys. Jay Crowder against Phoenix is a guy who has been getting down to, you know, he was in that five and a half times to six plus, um, you know, price tag payoff range for some time now. And so the, the production fell off a little bit. But then you, like we said, we'll want to get back into the exposure here with Phoenix. And, them, and, you know, uh, at the small four position, they're bottom four right there in terms of DVP at the small four position. So um, if I am going to, to go with a little bit of a cheaper grade option, 6,400 range for Jay Crowder makes a lot of sense for me. Yeah. Let me um, let me throw one more thing out there at you. Um, for cheap, cheap options on small forward spot, how do you feel about all the Phoenix guys that are going? You got TJ Warren, who's like 4,900 on DraftKings. You got Mirza at like 47. And... PJ Tucker at like 46. Okay. For me, I think Tucker's probably my favorite of those three because I like all three of them as salary savers. If you look at the game logs, you know, these are guys that have been giving you five, six, seven X lately. You know that they're all kind of split in time in there, but they're all getting 25 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The guy who's been getting the most minutes and the most consistent minutes of them has been Tucker, who's been playing 30 to 35 minutes. Right. Um, and he's been returning, you know, five and a half X, five and a half X, five and a half X, three games in a row, like, you know, 27, 28 points, which is all he really needs at that price of 46, 47. Um, you know, you've had some games of Mirza where he's hit some threes and gotten in the thirties, you know, TJ Warren has had some up and down games, but of like those three guys, do you like any of the three? Do you hate all three of them? Cause they're playing like, how, how do you, you know, like I said, I think I have Tucker tops of that list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think all three of those guys are, are guys you should at least take a look at. Yeah, you know what I would prefer to do actually, if like if you're gonna do this because it's gonna be a, you know, I want to be all in or not in on on the Phoenix side of the ball because Boston's <laughs> a pretty good defensive team overall. Having said that, at small four position, there's your spot to take advantage of them because they're bottom. Let's see, what bottom eight, bottom nine, one, two, three, four, bottom eight in terms of uh, fancy points allowed to the small four position. So PJ's your guy. I just don't think he ever has a ceiling for, for GPPs. So if you want to make uh, a case for him for in cash alone, then I'm fine with that spot. Or if you want to use him as a like a, as a second forward, then okay. I, I probably would prefer to swear from that. But if you're going to do that, you might as well just stack up Phoenix and take a bunch of cheaps, cheap guys, get, get some of your Boston players, in, and then take your last two spots at center or utility and then roll super studs or something like that, you know. Stack up Phoenix and Boston with, uh, you know, Kevin Durant and, uh, you know, somebody else at the power forward or or the center position and just be all in and invest. And if that game goes off and and it plays high, faster pace and Phoenix somehow hangs in the game, then you have a GPP winner. Uh, And that because not everybody wants shares of all the Phoenix guys. They probably want shares of one or two as salary savers. But if you stack them up, then you're you're probably going to be in a great under ownership situation. And if it doesn't, it's going to be tough for you to guess which game that T.J. Warren shows up for, that Devin Booker shows up for, and, you know, P.J. Tucker is a guy with a limited ceiling uh, in this spot, but can have a game or two where he, you know, ends up hitting some trays. You know, he, that's happened to him uh, before. So rather than just guess which one is in the best spot, and I agree with you, it's probably Tucker, I would probably just stack them up in a GPP because they're not trustworthy enough, uh, you know, consistently in, in, in all of my cash games. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Um, Power Ford is up next. 
But um, before we get too power forward, I have to let you fine folks know here that anybody out there who's has their own business, thinking about a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? So no matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix is, makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, and it all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to be worrying about your budget, scheduling appointments, and uh, too busy to be worrying about building a website for yourself. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. So go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, Power Forward is up next. Let's talk about your top cash and GPP options here. Yeah, I think Anthony Davis is probably going to be the highest scorer on the day, but I don't know if I think he's going to get me enough points to really pay off that salary. He's up to about 10,500 right now, mm -hmm. and he's probably the safest 40 to 50 fantasy points out there. But if you get like 47, 48 fantasy points out of him, which is kind of what he's been doing a lot of the times lately, you know, that's only like four and a half, four point seven 4.7x. Um, so that's probably not going to be enough to get it done. I think I'm going to be looking down a little bit cheaper. Uh, the, the range with, like, Kevin Love going up against Houston, who's really bad against the power forward spot. Um, Chris Bosh going up against Denver. Uh, High-paced game, so I think Bosh could have a game where he scores a little more and gets a few more rebounds. And then Dirk Nowitzki, who sat out after the, you know, the tail end of the back-to-back, -back, but I think he's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. In the last three games that he played, he put up 36, 43, and 36 fantasy points, which was good for 5.8, 6.8, and 5.8x at his price of just above 6,000. Um, so I think those are three of the guys who I'm looking at hard. I also don't mind uh, Miritich, especially if Pau Gasol is still out. Um, Cody Zeller, I think, is somebody we have to talk about because he's been playing pretty good, and technically he's basically the center right now for uh, Charlotte. So he's going to be going up against New Orleans Pelican center defense, which is a spot that we've been picking on all season as well. Yes. And then the last guy I want to mention, and I don't know how safe I feel he is, but the game logs are really, really pretty. How do you feel about Amir Johnson and the, and the, the last seven-game run that he's been on? He put up 50 fantasy points last night for 10x. He's got... Three games of all the other games have been between like twenty six and thirty eight fantasy points. Yeah, and he's below five thousand dollars. So I haven't played him once in the last two weeks, and I keep looking at him and saying, "Ah, oh, you know, he's playing well." I'm just so worried about how Brad Stevens messes with that rotation all the time. Mm -hmm. But do you think that he is that guy now that has emerged as the guy who's going to get you know like the twenty eight to thirty minutes he's been playing every game over the last couple? And if so, you know. Is he going to be a viable option that we got to keep considering at the power forward spot? Well, here's the question that we need to answer is what's going to be happening on the Phoenix side of the ball? Because that's going to sort of determine for you how much exposure you need to get to uh, Amir Johnson. But I'll give you uh, credit on that. Regardless of what's been happening, he's been balling. Uh, so I think that he's a, he to me, he, along with him and Cody Zeller are two of the, the best plays uh, that that you can make, and if you actually loved everything else that happened, and you didn't want to pay up for a guy like Brow, which I actually think you should in this spot because 
um, you know, sh- Charlotte to the power forward position has um, not done well. Fourth worst in, in the NBA in fancy points allowed. So if that if it ever to make a case for for Brown to finally, you know, return the value that he's supposed to be do- doing uh, ha- all season long, and, and everybody basically has been felt felt like they've gotten screwed over and over with Brown um, every single time he's played. Yeah, um, now, now, don't don't play him in cash. Just please don't do that. It, <laughs> trust me, it, there's not enough alcohol in the world to get you through that. Yeah, well, I think this is actually the spot where I want to get invested at least in GPPs uh, there as well. So that's that's how I'm I'm, I'm actually approaching it. Uh, for me personally too as well. I, one thing I want to say is um, I think you're dead on with all the calls. Uh, there as well. Zeller is a is an important guy um, because you, we know that New Orleans is a mess at that at that position, and he's been um, paying off that price tag pretty nicely uh, overall. Went for forty two fancy points, which I think is his season high, and good for seven point six x nineteen and ten double double with three blocks. So he and that was against Atlanta, and um, you know Al Horford Paul Millsap combination up front, which is no slouch defensively. Mm-hmm. So he's been getting stronger as it goes. So I love um, Cody Zeller uh, there as well. I'm. Uh, so I'm ex- I'm a- I'm probably going to get an exposure to uh, to Amir Johnson at least in the GPPs, and I'm just going to take my own advice and create that Boston um, Phoenix stack, and uh, I'll use Amir Johnson in that group along with like Isaiah Thomas and and Marcus Smart, and just have my six Boston Phoenix guys, and then as many big time options as I that are still afforded to me with the salary that I have left over at the other position. So that's how I'll treat that. Uh, if you want to use Amir Johnson in cash. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I probably would. I feel a little bit more comfortable about Zeller, but the the game logs has been really, really good. The the one thing like I, that I was actually trying to say that I sort of got on track track off track here is you need John Lewis to start on the Phoenix side for Amir Johnson to make more sense um, in that spot because um, you need a traditional sort of power forward uh, that that needs to play and. The, John Lewis has been playing, but he's only been getting 17 minutes, you know. But and they've only been playing Tyson Chandler 16 minutes, so they've been going absolute small ball, which is sort of bad news for a guy like a traditional power forward like Amir Johnson, unless they decide to just play him straight up at the five, which is also possible. So uh, I have a little bit of concerns, and that's why I just want to say, give me the full GPP stack um, if I'm going to roll uh, Amir Johnson um, there as well. So you know, and Johnson for his part too, it actually looks like he's. Um, you know, I don't even know who you would call the center. I guess he's a little bit more of a traditional center over Jared Sollinger. Who, you know, for this is the other thing that's crazy. Kelly Linick has been playing great, and then he gets automatically benched. You know, into the yeah. minute well, role. So. I mean, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like that's what scares me with Amir Johnson because as well as he's been playing, uh-huh. you know, we've seen Brad Stevens do this stuff before. I mean, David Lee could play 25 minutes tomorrow night. Why? I don't know. I can't explain it. I, and, and that's that's my problem with using Johnson is like. I keep waiting for that other shoe to drop. Like, I know he's playing 28 to 30 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the day that I decide to put him in my lineup is going to be the day where he plays, like, 18 minutes and scores 11 fantasy points. And, like, David Lee and, you know, Kelly Olenek go off for 40. So that's my biggest fear. And, like, you know, I don't have a good feel for the Celtics rotation with the big guys. You shouldn't. If you have a feel, you're lying to yourself because it changes too often. And then the other problem that you have is because there's so many lineup questions on the Phoenix side, you don't know if they're going to go full small ball. They could actually just change it mid-game, sort of like they Mm -hmm. did in the last matchup there Mm -hmm. as well, is why you need to limit uh, Mayor Johnson, at least for the time being, to to, to GPPs. So there's there's how I'm going to play it uh, for Friday's action overall. All right, time to put a bow on the show here uh, with our top options here at the center position. 
Yeah, I like um, Brooke Lopez a lot going up against Portland. I know that the you know I know that the Nets are basically a horror show right now, but the one bright spot that they do have, the one guy who they're playing through, and the one guy who's still putting up decent numbers is Lopez. And we've been talking about all season. Portland's another team, you know, rolling out like Myers Leonard and and Mason Plumley. Right, Mason's the one on on Portland. Yeah. Um. You know, Mason Plumley, Myers Leonard. Like that's not anybody who's going to scare you on on defense. So I think Brooke Lopez is probably in the best spot. We've also seen some really good games out of Greg Monroe lately. And normally I would be a little, you know, held back about using him against Atlanta. But I don't know what happened in that Atlanta game last night. Did you happen to see that? No. Cody, Cody Zeller went absolutely ham. Yeah. And Al Horford finished with like six fantasy points and looked like he was the Cody Zeller to Cody Zeller's Al Horford instead of the other way around. Right. So I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what's going on. But that was completely out of character, um, you know. And I don't know if it's really something we can look at going forward as something that's going to keep happening. But I, I don't think Al Horford's defense is as great as it has been. So Greg Monroe, who's been playing very well lately, is is somebody else that I have on my on my radar a little bit. Um, and then the cheap option that I'm looking at here, and again, it depends. Pau Gasol, like I said, he may be out on Friday. If Gasol is out on Friday, I think Joe Kim Noah becomes a must almost play. a must-start play at like 5K. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll have him in a ton of my lineups if that's the case. So those are the guys who I'm kind of looking at right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you there as well. That's that's sort of the same way I'm going to, to um, play that entire situation as well. Gasol is in my lineup against Dallas. And then Zaza Pachulia is the only guy that I'm going to mention here. He got he was a late Wednesday scratch with a sore Achilles. If he gets back in there, I think he's a lock cash play because we know what Zaza does, which is just book 32 fancy points and return five and a half yeah. X on a price that, that doesn't move. So yeah. um, that, That's actually another one of the landmines I hit last night. He didn't get announced out until like... Late, late. Yeah, until, yeah like till a point where it was already too late to take him out of the lineup like it was locked. Right. Um, so I wound up having a share or two of Zaza on some of my tournament rosters. And, you know, like we always say, you can't take a zero. So, mm-hmm. you know, just added to the horrendousness. I actually didn't really care that much because I had Westbrook on that team, too. And so he you- got tossed. And I and I also had Tyreek Evans. Yeah. So I think it was actually I, I finished in like the bottom 10, not the bottom 10 percent, like legit the bottom 10 of a tournament <laughs> I was in last night. So you like that when, when you're going to have a horrible night, you might as well just have a completely horrible night where okay. everything goes wrong at once because Get I wasn't going to cash it. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't going to cash at that point anyway. So yeah. Zaza is one of my favorite cash game plays who I play a lot. But right now he's uh. You know, he's on my naughty list. He's, I'm a little mad at him. <laughs> I agree with you there as well. All right, so I'm keeping tabs on Noah. I'll look at Pau Gasol if he's the guy to play because um, he's one of the he's worth paying up for if you get enough salary savers in your lineup at the center position. I think he's more worth it than almost anybody. Maybe with like a um, tie going to Brook Lopez against Portland, which you know mm-hmm. we all know have have no defensive presence at their center position or power forward position. So that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for everybody listening. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Uh, check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, leave us a rating review. Don't forget to share and subscribe. And uh, we'll check you out tomorrow for the Saturday edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.